racing and welcome to the part-time sport podcast where sports documentaries are a part-time job job. (laughs) (laughs) all righty then i'm john thomas and with me as always is cal monaghan hello cal hello mate all right everyone this is it each week we watch a sports documentary based on whatever major sports events happening. And this week, we've watched Dark Horse, which is because we've just had the Melbourne Cup here in Melbourne. Um, we've had some lovely feedback about Senna on the socials. Thanks so much. Um, From last week, of course. But it's some good, but as always, some not so good, Dill. Um, oh, yeah. A disclaimer, can I just fit this in now to get this out the way? Because we need to just... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So from last week. So in F1... Imola and Senna, the Sibwakan story. Um, somebody on part-time sports alluded to the idea that we wished former FIA president Jean-Marie Balestri dead. Who? On several occasions. It was, wasn't me, I'll tell you, it wasn't me. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, new information has since been presented to us that Mr. Balestri <laughs> is, in fact, already dead. So, new information. <laughs> 2008. <laughs> I mean, we just didn't do our research no, no, on whether no. he was dead or not. Um, I mean, we didn't wish him. We didn't, we didn't wish him to death. Not directly. He was. All, yeah, he's been. He's been dead a few years. So we we're not tied to that at all. No, but nevertheless, we deeply regret what happened, not, and we'll not guilty. We'll do. Our best. <laughs> this is an apology, Dill. Oh. We deeply regret what happened, and we'll do our best to avoid such mistakes in the future. Yeah. I'll, I'll not say anything more <laughs> until my lawyer's present. No, just be careful this one. Right. Um, okay, th- before we get into this week, though, what's um, what's happening next week, though? What Dark Horse are we going to watch? I hope Dark Horse dies. <laughs> uh, it's the Masters. The Masters of Golf uh, at Augusta in the US next week. Had to be delayed due to COVID from March from memory. Uh, so we're doing the golf and we've picked out, there's a series called Losers, which is on Netflix yeah, here in yeah. Australia. And there's one called The 72nd Hole, which is about French golfer Jean Van Der Velle, oh, nice. who snatched defeat from the jaws of victory when blowing a three-shot lead on the final hole in the 1999 British Open. Uh, a nod to uh, the great John Daly, maybe there as well, Cal. Any excuse? Yeah, I, we thought that I, it, it wasn't him, was it? It wasn't him. I don't think that's no. He did. He lost out to somebody, but like any. But losers on Netflix. You you touched on that like a long time ago. I was like we should do this because it's essentially look as people who've started a podcast in the thirties. Like <laughs> losers on Netflix seems like a good <laughs> good idea to do this, doesn't it? You thought you thought we'd feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in series season <laughs> series two. This isn't about sport at all. It's about some. Some nerds doing a sports <laughs> documentary podcast. As always, you can get us on at Part Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube and send your feedback and read our reviews via parttimesport.com. Reviews, four stars, wherever you can leave them. Doesn't have to be relevant to us at all. And finally, a reminder while we do mention current events from time to time, every one of our episodes is designed to be listened to at any time. So make sure you go back and have a listen to a few of them. Cal, have you got an old rep, uh, old episode, an old episode at random 
for us. Oh, just random. Yeah, um, Atalanta and Brescia derby. Just that's not that's just, not random at all. Random, yeah. He's picked that out because Liverpool's just beaten Atalanta <laughs> in the Champions yeah, League this morning. God, yeah, it must have been why it's on my mind. Yeah, you're five nil. Yeah, away from home at, in Bergamo. Incredible. The um, dreaded, the dreaded state of Bergamo. All of a sudden, Atalanta are world champions. Aren't they? Okay, enough of Liverpool. <laughs> Let's get into this one. As Cal mentioned, it's been Melbourne Cup week here in Australia. We uh, most of the nation have lost money yesterday. Cal, would this be the the is it Royal Ascot equivalent, Grand National equivalent? Um, Grand National is the biggest one in in the UK. So yeah, I'd assume it's Royal. I, I think it's Melbourne Cup here. So yeah, I'll say Grand National. Yep. It's just my my local one. Um, but yeah, yep. yeah, I think it is. I, I, it's, I, I don't it's, know. It's Dylan, a big. To be fair. It's a big. It's a big <laughs> old race. It's, it's a big race. It's a big race. That's what we're getting. At. Oh god, okay. good start. Sorry, I panicked there. Yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> You didn't know I was going to ask you a question. <laughs> wasn't in the run sheet. You haven't said that you're going to ask yeah, yeah, me yeah. a question. You said that you were going to ask me a question every time. It has to be in the run sheet. Um, yes or yes, either or. As a it's result me. of it being a horse racing week, we've picked uh, a documentary called Dark Horse. Uh, now, not to be confused with Katie's Pe- Katy Perry's song of the same name, yeah. which is what pops up when you Google Dark Horse. Classic. Um but of course, we fell in love with it because of the uh, the little blurb that that comes with the documentary. A barmaid in a poor Welsh mining village convinces some of her fellow residents to pull their resources to compete in the sport of kings with a racehorse they would breed and raise. How could you not oh, want to review that? Yeah, it's as good as it sounds. It's just bloody. It's just lovely, isn't it? It just really is. It's nice. It's nice. Set the scene. Set the yeah. scene for us. It says Welsh mining village. Where are we? So uh, where are we in Wales? We're in South Wales, just north of Cardiff, in a place called Ken Forest. Um, spelt very differently. Spelt. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and it's, so it's an old mining town. It's seen better days. If you've seen Gavin and Stacey, we're there. It's that. Been an interesting yeah. poll. We've, I think, I've watched Gavin and Stacey mainly due to your influence. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James, 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 James Corden's, Corden's one of his original big. series yeah. that he wrote. Very funny, but it involves this area of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned, she, you know, it, it mentions a barmaid, and that barmaid is a woman that is very dear to us, and her name Lo- is Lovely Jan. Is Jan? We, Lovely Jan. We, we love Jan. She's. Not only is she a barmaid working at, the, she's working at the working man's club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she also cleans at the local Asda. Yeah, which is the shopping centre uh, chain over there in the UK. So Jan just salt of the earth, isn't she? She's salt of the earth. She's and you get a bit of a background on Jan. She's bred. She's bred like animals in the past. So she's got an interest in like she was racing pigeons. There's budgies, I think. She's bred whippets. Tell you, tell you what, racing pigeons. That's something that you and I could get around. Oh, mate, I know. There's a few things we want, we could invest in in this, based on the back of this idea. And I think racing pigeons is the one. I think I really think we should have a discussion about that. Have you have you ever watched pigeons race? Some fella, some fella, like next door, but one bloody has pigeons racing around. Genuinely, but to ours, where I grew up, he's like he's just across the way. He races pigeons. <laughs> he fly around. He lets them out once a day. They're great. Um, so we've got but, we've got someone to ask. I've got a contact. Got an in. How do they win? I know we're getting off topic here. But how do the pigeons? I don't yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how they race, but he, he his name is Smiley, and then he he um, he let them out <laughs> twice a day, and you'd see them flying around. 
Yeah, I'll, have, I'll get in contact. We'll um, smile, at, smile at a few listeners. <laughs> smile, smile doesn't strike me as the type of man who has a phone. <laughs> we have to contact him by pigeon. It's the only way you can contact. Right, back to the topic. Don't, off, don't, off you mix, don't you mix those male pigeons <laughs> with his racing pigeons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't like that. His, <laughs> his prize pigeons. Um, but look, as we say, Jammer's, Jammer's brought up with breeding, you know, whippets, pigeons, budgies, and she was like, Serbi and just Jan, the cleaner from the Asda. So she has the idea that you can make a few quid breeding a horse racing on it. It's a bit of a crazy dream of idea, but this is what Jan's like. She wants to make a mark. Um, we liked this. I liked that bit. I loved it. And you, you said the same. It was like she, she'd always been some... So... From a very poor area, these are all, apparently all the people we're going to mention here aren't very well-off people, mm. um, and they 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 call it out a lot yeah, in yeah, the yeah, doco yeah. as well. Um, but she said she'd always been someone's plus one. Yeah. She was either you know her I can't remember her mother's name, but her mother's daughter, um, her brother's sister when she went to school. Then she got married like straight out of school. So Brian's you know, wife, um, and, Brian yeah. Brian's wife, as we meet Brian later on, mm. and then she's you know the mother of the kids. So then it's just the mother of. So she's like, I hadn't really done anything with my life. Um, I wanted to make make my mark. And there was this bit. The, this gets actually a bit towards the end of the yeah. doco, but yeah, she goes from Jan the cleaner to Jan the race also. Yeah. I think as and you said, she's so which, proud. Like it's lovely. Oh, and she's like, and I like that she's just got a little like a little butterfly clip just. Yeah, she's, uh, she'd had the hair. Dude. She's no fast. She's had like she's no fast because Jordan the documentary is obviously footage of her at the races and stuff with um with with the horses. We'll see, but she's had a little. Yeah, she's got a little had a little hairdo now. She's looking. She's looking oh, great. She's looking great these she days. She's looking great. Um, we then we then meet uh, Howard Davies. So Howard's <sighs> having a beer down the working club, and Howard's a failed accountant, <laughs> which. Is due to your Listen, heart, I, I wouldn't class myself as a failed account. I'd say you're disinterested and disillusioned. Uh, all, I think I think all I think all accountants <laughs> I think all failed accountants say that. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. Um, but Howard is. I've I've worked with a few Howards in the past. Let's just say <laughs> I've worked at many Howards, and um, yeah. So he's got a history in like he's tried to breed horses before and failed. Fail misery, but Jan, um, he gets asked by Jan about it, like while he's getting the pint in, because he's got experience and it. And Howard says so. He basically tells him. He goes, I, "I said he picked up his pints. Said good luck with that and sat back down, which is great." He was very confused yeah, by Jan's like, proposal. Uh, you imagine just being in a pub and the, the barmaid who wouldn't you didn't even know. I think he said just goes, yeah. "So we own a racehorse. How hard is it?" He's like. I'm gonna own a racehorse. You'd be like, yeah, okay. good luck with that, love. Fantastic. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, see you. He Howard Howard strikes me. He's like, he's kind of the rich guy in this. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, he's well. But off, he's yeah. very. He's but he's but well off is still probably quite middle class. You'll be looking at you'll be looking at Howard like, and I'll be expecting him to get the next round in. You know, if if it was if you didn't big, know whose round it was, big fish, big fish, small pond. A hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Tell you who's. Tell you who's just just big, <laughs> and and that's Brian, who Brian. goes by the nickname of Daisy. No idea. And he's Jan's he's Jan's husband, or as you thought, Cal, Jan's dad. Like Jan's looking lovely. Daisy <laughs> Daisy hasn't made the effort for the documentary. Can we say that in the interview? <laughs> Daisy 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 doesn't have any teeth. <laughs> 
No. Literally, he's got two. Unashamedly, he's got two sitting there, leaning on his little walking stick. At, at an awkward angle. How many, you said as well. How many teeth does Smiler have? Smiler. You're not know, funny enough, I've never seen his teeth. Considering his name's Smiler, never opens his mouth. <laughs> it's funny, actually, maybe he's got none. That might be why. That might be why yeah, he's got the no idea. Oh, we're definitely yeah. going to have to get him on. Yeah, Smiler, yeah, he's, yeah I'll, get it. I'll reach out. Um, <laughs> Didn't expect this to take this turn. All these notes that we make and we end up spent speaking on Smiler. Um, ragging, so Brian's a, Brian's a rag and bone man. This this is what is. What is that? What does that mean? Right, rag and bone man, which is, I have heard the term, there's like people would go around the streets and be like, any old iron, blah, blah, blah. But essentially we Googled it and it means that like they would buy anything that was unused from your house and sell it on. So, like, go so ahead, go ahead. They're, they're, a modern, they're a modern day thrifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, they don't really have them anymore. I remember it, a couple of, like, any old iron, you'd hear that noise, like, and you'd go out and, like, sell iron, basically. But I don't think they're around anymore. It's a very old fashioned concept. You, you never sold your iron to them? <laughs> no, I'll sell this iron myself. <laughs> Me new bike that I got for Christmas. Well, no, yeah. You go out there, they're just always out there with your mum's, like, iron for the clothes. No, mate. Yeah, not that iron. So, so the rag and bone men were the yeah they're the they're the olden day thrifters yeah. they're the olden day op yeah, shop. A big a, shout out to well, a big shout out to friends of the show Retro Rescuers. Look them up on oh, on Instagram yeah, for all yeah, your thrifting yeah, yeah. needs. This is this is right up there. Yeah, this 100%. is where they were they were born from. Yeah, if they could see Brian though. They're a little bit more stylish than Brian. <laughs> just, just a, a bit, bit more. Just a bit. Uh, but yeah, we love we love Brian. We love Daisy. Um, Daisy and John, what a lovely couple. Yeah, sorry. So we're going to call him Brian or Daisy um, from here on his nickname or his Christian name? I think Daisy. Daisy's more Daisy. fun, isn't it? Yeah. So Daisy's Jan's husband. So then we come to Howard's uh, missus. Oh, right. <laughs> let's let's not get off on the wrong foot here. Angela. So Howard's missus. Howard's, she, she's a bandwagoner. She's a ball buster for Howard. You can tell from the off. She isn't happy about Howard's past failings. With the horse, it's yeah. an expensive hobby. She's saying lost five grand on the horse and all that, so he's not happy at the start. You're like, all right, Angela, like he he took a risk. He's lost. He's he's paid. He's paid. There's his a dues. lot of there's a lot of smug looks from Angela yeah. to the camera, and she's she's sitting with her the wedding ring clearly on show, yeah. like hand over the couch and the the bling watch there too. Got a nice, the lovely, got a nice like couch home setting, nice couch. Yeah, and I'm thinking. I think Howard's Howard's worked hard. Mm. Howard also mentions how he just. Just gave up his job at the big, the big accountancy, global accountancy firm because he wanted to follow his dreams. I yeah. don't know if that would have flown with Angela, and she's I mean, she would have like you said, Kel, off on that. She's busting his balls. Mm. She's absolutely busting yeah, his balls. So I, and you're thinking, well, you know what? I don't want nothing to do. If you're not, if you're not going to be in this syndicate, did she put her ten pounds in the syndicate? Sorry. Oh no, you're jumping, jumping ahead, but that's but, a good point. I, I don't know if she was because I'm sorry to go into this already, but she's on a lot of the pictures when they're celebrating. I'll just say that from the off. Mm. <sighs> no, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm sorry, you. sorry, sorry. No, 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 and that's fine. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Daisy would have <laughs> taken too kindly. I don't think Jan would have taken too Do kindly. Reckon- I don't think, I don't think <laughs> Howard takes too kindly to it. I don't take too kindly to it. I really don't. <laughs> um, but look, what we're all doing, like, so eventually the the get into a syndicate and there's a foal. A horse. So Howard Howard comes to the party and goes, "Look, we can yes. do this, Jan." Yes, we can. And do it. Jan then goes, "Okay, look, we'll we'll get some money together." Um, and they eventually, yeah, they they 
Actually, let, we'll jump to this bit, Cal, because you, you mentioned it. Mm. <clears throat> so they end up getting 30 people from the working men's club. Yes. What did you say? There was this beautiful little sign yeah. that Jan puts up in the bar saying, if you want to own a racehorse, inquire with Jan at the bar, yeah. $10 a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, simple as that. And then a few, and then 30 people come and put their tenor in a week. Um, Matt's, uh, always quit Matt's by Howard. He's the, always the, the, the Matt's guy, the accountant. Always goes, £10 a week plus VAT. Always plus VAT, he says. <laughs> Which is VAT is the... <laughs> Just the, the, the government tax yeah, that Howard likes yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Um, but they, the, the underlying theme is they want to have a dabble in the rich man's sport, isn't it? Ah. Jan's a bit like, we're from this poor Welsh mining village and we want to we want to go, why, why can't we, you know, get this horse She's to got a bit of run, it, yeah, she run at the Grand National, as you said, the mm. biggest race in, in the UK. So eventually that, like, there's, there's great scenes where they're trying to find the horse. Watch the documentary for that because... There's a bit of bartering from Daisy that's, you know, he's a rag and <laughs> bone. Classic. He's a rag and bone man. Classic rag, yeah. <laughs> and eventually they, they follow a horse named Dream Alliance, which uh, at the start of our prep I was calling Dream Collective. <laughs> I obviously watched this really well. But they, they had, there's this scene where they all are putting in names into the hat to pick the horse's name. Yeah. Um, what were the, what were some of the names? It's, that was... Top Hat. Top Hat was there in there. Not, not the most creative one. Uh, Red Robin. Not the, again, not the most creative one. Power Gen, which I don't really know why that wasn't there. And then they settled on Dream Alliance. It was all put to a vote. But, 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 yeah, but was it put to a vote? Because it was kind of, kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll put our names to the hat. Then how went like all the names that went into the hat were shit. And that, then Jan said, right. this is a dream and we're an alliance. That's right, yeah. So we'll call it Dream Alliance. So everyone just did what Jan Jan calls the shot, anyway. which I quite respect. Like Jan's like, because she picked the colour of the, of, the, of the silks as well. But she's like, she takes control, really, Jan. Do you reckon Daisy's a bit of a standover man? He would have been flexing the muscle. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why Howard doesn't get involved at all. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we got to we got to talk about. So there's there's thirty in all, and they introduce a few of them. But there's there's probably two other key faces in the collective outside of the people we've mentioned. Tony, oh little Tony, uh, Tony, favorite Tony, Tony's. Tony's a larrikin. Yeah, he's um, he's completely. I'd say like he's got one eye looking at you, one eye looking for you. Tony, <laughs> there you go. And he, and I was waiting for you to say it. Not he me. was um, like there's some scenes in there where he's got his top off in the pub, waving his shirt round his head, um, which we think was recreated. It was, it was a reconstruction, well. even for more, sure. Even even more strange. Very odd because like the lighting was great. Tony, and, yeah, Tony, we're gonna do the scene. <laughs> When you watch this race where your horse came second and you took your top off at the pub, okay? And three, yeah. two, one, action. Like, it was strange. <laughs> action. <laughs> Director's chair. Tony was fingers, fingers burst. Put makeup Action. <laughs> Put on makeup on Tony for the scene. Um, Making it look like he's got pets. <laughs> Tony definitely doesn't have pecs. Okay? No, he doesn't, and he's got a nice shirt and tie on actually for the interview. Tony, oh, is he, is he rocking? Is he rocking a lot of check and the short sleeve shirt yeah. with the tie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is he looks really and smart. big tie, big tie, big tie, big tie too. huge tie. Um, for a, he's making a statement. He, fashions on the field. He, <laughs> he used to be in the old mines, didn't he? And and like the workers who got laid off. So he's he's obviously a man who's just making ends meet basically. And this is yeah. this is something new for him. We've also got Maureen Jones. Lovely Maureen. Oh, Maureen. We love Maureen. Maureen isn't as prevalent as, say, like a Tony or the other ones we've mentioned. But no. Maureen's just on the couch at home and she just drops in with cute quotes. Yeah. 
She's just very sweet and, and she makes a lot of she sense is. as well. She's the she's the voice of reason sometimes in this documentary, Maureen. Really. Do you reckon there was ever a ever a bit of a of a thing with Tony and Maureen? I don't I don't know. Like who could resist? Maybe especially after he's had the makeup on and the, the pecs put in. Like, oh little <laughs> What is it? The fake the fake six pack. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, oh, good. He good. shot his shot, Tony. I don't know. I mean, wait. <laughs> Well, we shot his shot. We, we're getting to that. <laughs> There's two things that sum up the the Dream Alliance syndicate as the outsiders, which was their whole thing. They're like, we're getting into the sport of kings and we want to show those rich folk that we belong here and we've got our own horse yeah. and we're having fun, yeah. essentially. Exactly. They didn't have high expectations, but they wanted to belong and they wanted to just crack the elite. Mm. Um, and that's no better summed up by one of the first races that they go to at Newbury, Kel, where's Newbury? Newbury, I'm not too sure. It's a famous race race course. I'm not too sure where it is, though, exactly. In, obviously in the, U- in yeah, the UK, UK somewhere. Yeah. Um, and there's another question I just threw at you with no, no notice. Fine. I'm so sorry, mate. It's, I'm almost third strike. It's here. in Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just say just it. Make it no, up. One, no, one's go- <laughs> no one's Googling. We ask people to do stuff all the time in this podcast. No one listens. <laughs> I know when people are bloody complaining about this one. Yeah, of course, it's not in Yorkshire. Oh. So there's the scene. We think it's Tony's minibus that they yeah, might Yeah, they'll jump in a minibus. They're probably Tony's, we reckon. He's, um, yeah. yeah he, I, I hope he's got a minibus. It'd be great. And they arrive at Newbury. It's the very first race, wasn't it, of Dream Alliance? Um, mm. And um, like, he tries to get in, basically. With his, probably he's got that shirt and tie on, I imagine. I reckon he's made an effort, at least, for, for, for Newbury. But he gets stopped, doesn't he? Like before he comes in, he's like, bought yeah. he's bought his own sandwiches and beers. Yeah, yeah. Tesco, and Tesco lager and Tesco Tes- bag. He's, so he's, got his, he's got a sixer because <laughs> yeah, because as Howard said, Tony's not paying six quid for burgers at Newbridge. He's right. Six quid. Six quid. What? Ten bucks. Ten bucks a burger. No, thank you. Says Tony. Yeah. He's bought his own sandwiches and he's you know seven dollar beers. Yeah. Uh, and he just rocks up and they say, mate, you can't bring that in. He just gives, he pulls out, it was a great scene. He pulls out, the, which I think was recreated as well. His little badge that says, he goes, mate, I'm an owner. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he can goes, do whatever the he hell he wants. he wants. And they're all like, oh, hey, hang on a second. You eat your sandwiches and you swig your beer. You swig your beer by the elite, Tony. Enjoy it. Mate, you deserve it. £10 a month. You bloody, you paid your way. And and then there were, <laughs> £10 a month. Then there was another bit, uh, Jan, Jan's a, you know, I was saying before, do you think Daisy's the standover man? It's, mm. He's obviously not. He's a big sweetheart, Daisy. Mm. It's Jan that you got to look yeah, out probably. for because there's there's one of a, a future race that, that Dream, as they just call the horse, mm. Dream was in, and the pre-race announcer kind of just skips over him and goes, look, he's not a thoroughbred. He's got no chance in this race. I think it's a race that he might end up winning. Mm. And then uh, Jan just goes... She's lucky I didn't see her that day. Yeah. <laughs> real sweet. Real, real cutting to the core. Like, yeah, it's a really yeah. sweet insult. Like, oh, she's lucky. Like, oh, it's very, very nice. Like, there's no swear words in this, I don't think, though. There's nothing, there's nothing like that. She's a... Uh, no, it's very nice, it's very but sweet. she would have she would have torn that woman to shreds. Oh, yeah, I, I bet, bet she would have. I'd, I'd love to have seen her. I'd love to have seen her getting that bloody way. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of those stories where it just the underdogs keep doing better and better and better, which is which is so nice to see. Um, we loved, we loved. It, it, it's it's the bit. So besides Angela, the rest of them are very wholesome. Even Howard's quite wholesome. He's a bit of a lovable loser. Yeah, Howard. Yeah, like us. Like you know, he's probably doing a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the rival 
survival <laughs> sports documentary podcast in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it should be like... Um, Competing with him for market share. <laughs> and we're just giving him free advertising. Oh, See, Howard? Wow. See, Howard? We can all exist in this world. You don't need to keep threatening us. But... We mentioned they, they go on this trek for Dream Alliance and, you know, it's a bit of a strange roundabout way to, to, to breed a horse. And they end up before, you know, the early days when he's a foal, they've got him in this, what they call the stable in, in town, in Ken Forest, <laughs> which is essentially Brian Daisy's maid. Mm. And it's just a shanty at the back yeah. of the housing estate. It doesn't look great. Every- no. It doesn't look Every, everyone everyone would bring the left. It looks like a rabbit hutch. It does, yeah. Then like the source of the cajun, like the wire mesh, like that. Yeah, chicken, chicken. I think they showed the chickens a few times. Maybe the chickens were in there. Yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it was. It wasn't ideal. Everyone, everyone, would, everyone would bring leftovers, leftover food. You just brought it down to to dream, and he'd eat them. Yeah. But what? So that what they might have skimped out a bit on is you know maybe his his what is it his lineage. Mm. Um, yeah. They did go, look, we need to get him trained by the best. And this is the bit where you got really fired mm. up, Kel. Yeah, if, if Angela, maybe Angela set me off, but I, I was already fired <laughs> up. But uh, yeah, so he goes to, it's it's Philip Hobbs, who must be a famous trainer, world-famous trainer, or uh, like he, he's obviously his name. Sandhill or, Sand Sand or something Hill. was the place. Yeah. Yes, and Philip Hobbs is there. And he has, It's they, they describe it as, the, as a five-star hotel, the Riviera. Um, £315 a week, was it, plus VAT? £315 oh, a week. You know it Howard's was, because Howard's, <laughs> Howard's reeled that off. Reeled it off. Um, and then you get introduced to one of the trainers in the for Philip Hobbs' assistance, I think you'll be. Oh, do you? Um, Johnson, oh, do you Johnson White, he, he goes All by right. the name of. What do, you th- what do you think of Johnson? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Big Dick White. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's fine. But they find the trainer Johnson White is one who's looking after Dream, um, and he remembers the first time he came across, uh, you know, the alliance. Basically, I guess it was Jan and and Brian. It was Jan. Jan it was Jan and Jan and Daisy because uh, I think um, Howard was quite quite nervous yeah. that they were going to look for the trainer. Yeah, uh, Howard hadn't told he- <laughs> Howard hadn't told Angela that it was three hundred and fifteen pounds plus VAT yet, so he wasn't allowed out. But the the, um, the, the Johnson describes meeting with you know just tattooed people. Um, he thought you were just tourists who were being on a cheap holiday to you know in Minehead and then just chance their arm by going to Sandhills. To get a to get a tour get a tour of the to get a tour and of the they had a racehorse. Yeah, and um, yeah, he was just he was just really like look, he's a, he's a tough, like he just did, and he's unashamedly one as well, like whatever. And then he was like, yeah, look, we got Dream and we didn't have much expectations for him. Pleasantly surprised when he came forth in his first race. Um, he had to learn his racing manners and stuff like that. It's like, oh, mate. He's like, but it, like, I hated him for 90% of the documentary and at the end, like he, he was really like sweet, but he was in tears. He was in tears. There was something, there was something else as well that he mentioned about the snow. Like he said, he described dream showing up at eating, which is what you picked out as well. Um, you know, he's a snotty nosed kid basically showing up at eating. Um, the posh uh. yeah so he's the he's the working class kid showing up at the posh school yeah which is to to That's translate it. that for our our non-uk Thank listeners you. but and i don't mean you know i mean have you ever been to butlands oh me i went to minehead butlands the one they described oh hang on so this is why this is why you're pissed yeah, off. yeah because like i've probably hang on did 
did Billy Monaghan take you to Sandhill Stables? Did he try and change his arm for a tour? <laughs> I don't know. Me, me dad might have had a little dance with Jan, though. Like, at Butlin's probably been there. Us and, uh, us and Daisy <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Um, yeah, but uh, we never went to Sandhill's for him, unfortunately, no. Billy, Billy Monaghan would have gone to Sandhill's by himself just to get away. He doesn't totally care and fighting to, to strip to the waist at minor Butlins. Yeah. Uh, Butlins is a theme park. I learned this in the pre pre game here. Everyone else, it's yeah. a little little theme park amusement amusement park lovely, area. Lovely little lovely. holiday spot. Holiday but spot. Johnson, obviously Johnson White, big dick, big dick White. He wasn't. He's, uh, he's never been. He wasn't. He wasn't that type of driver. But look, he came good in the end. He but, was nice but, in the end. But yeah, we know that Dream Dream Alliance is at the elite. So he's at the mm-hmm. he's he's been everyone's pulled the money together, the tenor a week. They've sent him off to the best private school that horses can go mm-hmm. to. And they then were like, he belonged to anyone in the village that wanted to follow him. And it gave the little village that they, you know, of Ken Forest that gave him hope when there yeah. wasn't much. None of these people had much that money. Was the there's no there. Yeah. There's no 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 industry in town anymore. Um and Dream goes on to have this like winding career. Like we won't go into all of that because there's a lot of races and all that type of stuff. But watch it because it's a good part to watch yeah, if you don't know the results to yeah. to see what happens. And there's a, a few other like key bits that we won't mention in this podcast and make it a, a good watch or to read about as well if you haven't heard the story. Mm. But what was summed up here is how the collective approach, like well the, the syndicate I should say, approached owning Dream. Mm. And there was a quote from our favourite Maureen Cal, which, yeah, which stuck with Maureen. both of us. Yeah, so um, there's a part where I, I won't be spoiling too much where he suffered a, an injury um, in one of the races and they're talking about like it's going to cost a bit of, you know, a bit of money to pay it back. And then they don't even question it. And Maureen so said, well, he won the money, so that's his money. And they pay in yeah. and pay to get his, his surgery so he can, he can continue racing. Yeah. It was even though people were like couldn't put food on the table, and yeah. Maureen's just sitting there. It's like your grandma told oh, me, like, it is. "Well, no, you, I'm going to give you five dollars. It's your money. You've earned, you've earned it. it. You've, it's your money. You, you've done the mowing for me. <laughs> You're doing the yard. Do what you want with it. Yeah, it was really like that. It was very sweet. <laughs> but I did like this bit because I, I think this, and this is probably something we'll get into in a little bit, Cal. But it, I think I can't remember who said this. It might be Jan, but she goes, oh, "It's an industry that. to them." Mm. Talking about the. I guess the elite and yeah, probably everyone it that's was. a bit more involved in the horse racing industry. Mm. But to us, he's like one of the family. Yep. And she, there's this beautiful bit, and she mentioned it a couple of times where she goes, you know, Dream and I had a pact that he'd come home when he wanted to stop racing mm. and, you know, he was he would then be allowed to come home. And I went, look, Jan, he's a horse. He can't talk to you. <laughs> but it was a lovely... It was a lovely part of the documentary. <laughs> Whispering in her ear, just off camera. Oh, Jan. Um <laughs> can't make a pack with a horse but uh, <laughs> but no that was a really sweet bit like and um he's in the will <laughs> like yeah daisy's been written out the will obviously dreams been put in she definitely prefers dream to daisy just saying well this kind of well this kind of i reckon this bit like this little next bit sums up where he went from as a you know we're putting into perspective like they've tried to live the dream of cracking the elite and they do because you know again we won't go into it each detail of his races but he wins some big races and makes a bit of cash and uh, it summed it up they said at the start they had to get insurance for the horse and it was valued at seven and a half thousand pounds um and then at the end he's worth one hundred eighty thousand. yeah yeah yeah. he's done well so he's 
this horse that doesn't have the lineage, like his mum didn't win it's any races. It's a bit of a fluke. A like, they can't work it out. Why it's a massive There's fluke. a bookie in there yeah. who's saying, like, there's no way. Well, this doesn't make sense, like, how he came from the lineage that he's came from. And he's done so well uh, at the at the career, I guess, that he's had. Because, well, yeah, it's... I mean, if you asked Angela, she'll tell you it was her influence. Yeah, 100% she would. Of course she would. It's Angela. <laughs> you know what she's like. <laughs> she's always... <laughs> She's on the pictures. Um, yeah, £137,000 in prize money total. Which And then, so each of the syndicate members got £1,300. Um, roughly each, which is lovely. Um, and, and I could not but think, which Howard didn't mention these figures, that he lost five grand on his first or so. <laughs> so do the match there, Howard, uh, Angela. Plus, plus, plus of course, of course. Um, but look, Dream, as with the pact with Jam went, um, Dream's now down at mine end, mine head, sorry, running around the field, doing very little and having a great time, she said. So, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and look, you probably see from our general chat on this one, it's just good to do a lovely story, yeah. isn't it? You, <laughs> Every, we were worried about everyone we have done any alcoholics still, do you think? Don't think so. Well, yes, oh, yes, uh, there's a lot of them, okay. Like Tony's, well, definitely an alcoholic. Said, well, yeah, that, that that eye didn't go lazy <laughs> on its own, but it's it's just it's it's that it's so wholesome. Like we were even talking after they all get interviewed individually. We're not sure if Daisy and Jan are still together yeah. or if Angela's still with Howard. Uh, but it doesn't. They don't. They don't touch on that. Howard talks at one point about there was some people that he needed to thank after a big win that. We're no longer there with them. And yeah, but maybe you're talking about Jean-Marie Balestri. There's no, there's no, there's no crack cocaine. There's no corruption. Oh, no, no, it's not a relief. That was so nice. There's no alcoholics. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I mean, the the only thing I guess that we could just to finish us off. So Dream Collective was a jumps racer, and this is the key thing that you okay. and I spoke yeah. about because it's it's not a you know you obviously for those that don't follow horse racing. You know, it's just a horse race on flat ground, but then there's also steeplechase or jumps, as they call it, which are becoming <clears throat> less and less popular, I'd say. But, Cal, the Grand National, that is all about jumps, isn't yeah. it? Which is what and, – and Dream was a jumps racer. Yeah, exactly. So um, our question was, is it is it a necessary part of the sport? Yeah, it's really – it's such a good question. Like, so we were just – obviously, it comes up in conversation that every time the Melbourne Cup comes around or every time the Grand National comes around with, like – is is racing what could, racing's cruel you'd always hear about it and so yeah I, i'm no expert obviously like i've just done some reading and just trying to weigh up some options like see what there is and i don't see if there is any necessary why they need jump racing maybe people would argue that it's just different type of like a uh, horses as an athlete but I, i've read in terms of like with horses that they're getting bred just to be fast and fast and fast, meaning that they've got yeah. probably like the, the legs aren't even built for jumps anymore. They're just going for speed. So there's a bit of there's a bit of thing that comes into horse aftercare and also regulation of ownership, which is the thing that yeah. really needs to be um knuckled down. I, I haven't really got I just like the the pomp and ceremony of going to the yeah. races and, you know, having a little bit of fun watching the the horse racing. I don't I don't know if jumps are necessary or not really. Did, did- so where where the Grand National is is Aintree, which is near where you live. It's yeah. in it's in Liverpool. Mm. Um, 
Is it? Does it? They do flats racing there too. Or is it only it's jump jumps? Racing? Yeah, just purely jumps. Only jumps. Yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah. It's- so, which is like all the ones that they, obviously, as we said, it's Melbourne Cup week and it's been Spring Racing Carnival here um, in in Melbourne, and they also do obviously races at a similar time around Australia. And there's no like none of the jumps ones are big here, mm. and I thought they'd actually been pretty much banned flat out. But then I've, I'm doing research and. The state that we're in, Victoria, and then also South Australia, which, which has got Adelaide as, as its capital, mm-hmm. they're both still do jumps racing yeah. and steeplechase, I guess, as you call it, which I was like, oh, I didn't actually know that that still went on. I thought it had been squashed right. out. And then I found out this year that, like, the Victorian government's got, like, a, a minister dedicated to racing. So you start to see, and this is kind of what the documentary talks about too, that there's a lot of money in this thing because of the gambling, of course, and all this, but it, it employs a lot of people. There's a lot of money in yep. it, which obviously then the politicians love those two things, votes and, and the economy. So it still goes on here as well. And it, yeah, like you said, they're getting bred for speed. If you've got a bunch of people just watching this race, probably pretty much to, to gamble on it, like is the whole jump bit, it's just surely it's a... It's a, a bit of a recipe of a, for injury. Yeah, I think I don't know. There's something to do with like the way an entry is that some of the jumps were like obstacles for them. So like they would just jump mm. at one height and land on another and the horse can't anticipate it, which is just that that's just cruelty and I can hundred percent get behind like why would you want to do that to animals if there's but if you in terms of like I'd love to see an argument I'd love to just hear a debate about why somebody who's pro a horse racing jumping especially and against it and see how you think. Do do some reading Think about it, weigh up the options, debate it, discuss it. And yeah, it's a good talking point. I just haven't heard like a compelling uh, argument from either side, really, which is what, no, what I need to. You get, and you get a lot with, with the Melbourne Cup Carnival. There's a lot of, you know, nup to the cup. Is yeah, it, yeah. Is people on the screen, more and more legs. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, it, and it gives a lot, it informs a lot and gives a lot of good information. But then you go, okay, what, what then happens to all these people who a majority of them live in country towns like this Welsh mining village kind of thing that have this is the industry for them, that and farming that they they get around and, and make their living off. So then where what where do those people go? So yeah, as you said, it's a it's a it's a complicated topic a that you and I aren't aren't, no. aren't definitely not really uh, equipped to deal with. As usual. No, I, I, absolutely not. It's um but yeah. It's interesting though. This is and I think this Very documentary does make you think about ownership of horses, yeah, the care of horses because of the lovely that Dream Alliance gets so well looked after and is now down at, at, at Butlins at the, the oh, holiday hotspot. As a rep. Um yeah. As a rep <laughs> selling tickets. Um honorable mentions. Uh yeah, yeah. we spoke about Jan Jan talking to the horses. Yeah, po- so yeah, bloody hell, another part. Yeah, so post injury he's doing some training, like uh, he's he's running and, and he's looking good and like he's back basically. So he ro- he rides pa- past Jan and like he basically runs past me and gives me a look to say I'm back and she says, I swear he just winked at me. When uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think so, Jan. I don't think um I don't think he did. But Daisy Daisy who was also there seeing him run for the first time said he felt like King Kong, which I loved. Because there's no, I don't know what that analogy really means. Like, well, there's a bit of res- there's a bit of resemblance between <laughs> Daisy and, and King Kong. But by the, like, so Daisy, we mentioned we mentioned at the start that Daisy's sitting there and he hasn't got any teeth. Yeah. As soon as they said that everyone won, well, got thirteen hundred bucks out of Dream Collective's winnings, I was like, surely Daisy, you're investing in some new teeth, mate. Jan's got <laughs> a full know. set of chompers. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah, you know, she's got she's had the hair did. 
and there's like a, the doco finishes and then it kind of you know it cuts then to like the old after finishing bit and it, it's just daisy sitting there <laughs> going and by the way for the camera i do have teeth they're just in the house in a jar <laughs> just didn't want to wear them yeah it was fast. it's not his not his authentic self yeah he's not he's nothing good. he's nothing as daisy we love him okay let's uh wrap this one up we'll get into the features the employee of the week. Okay, employee of the week straight up. There's again, I don't think there's any surprises for this one. This is becoming with I reckon the, the listeners could pick this each week. Probably. Who is it? Uh, well, all right. Well, it's we, we were gonna pick Dream, were we not? Were we gonna say Dream Light maybe the horse? Oh, actually, that's fair enough. Maybe it's maybe, a bit maybe controversial. It's a bit controversial <laughs> this one because it, I, I think Jan was our obvious choice, but Dream Alliance has done a fair bit of work there, you know. It's his it's his money. That's what they're saying there. So I, I don't know. Are we going for Jan or Dream? Up to you. Let's let's go for Jan. Okay. Without without whom, I don't think Dream would have been the man. Maybe Dream wouldn't appreciate would it as much that award as Jan would as a horse. <laughs> he just and <laughs> Dream wouldn't have got into the field that he was in without Jan. No. Okay? Fair play. And fair yes. play. And Jan's the only one that can talk to Dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so maybe yeah, exactly. That that's that's completely fine. I think the performance plan actually is a bit more straightforward than this one because it's oh, Angela. It's Angela because she's Jeez. putting her face around everywhere. She's on every picture when he wins something, and she's just complaining but, to Howard in the background. I'm sure of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She's with all the cups and everything. Angela, give us a spell. <laughs> um, Friday drinks begrudgingly sponsored by our mascot now, our good friend Sneaky Pete. Sneaky. Um, it's got to be the Dream Alliance Syndicate, all thirty of them. God willing that they're all still with us. Yeah. We're not sure, but obviously, and it's got to be at the at the Forest. Working Man's yeah. Club. Yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, Ken in Forest there. Working Man's Club, neck of the woods. Hopefully, Jan's got the night off. She's not behind the bar. Yeah, they've got enough staff. Uh, you know, maybe we're pouring pouring our own pots. Uh, maybe maybe Jan would allow us. Would they allow Tony to do that? <laughs> Tony, they put you. They make you and I work. <laughs> And we wouldn't, I reckon I would be very uncomfortable. And actually, don't sit me next to Howard either. I'll just talk about bloody finances and stuff. <laughs> I'm sitting next to him. He'll be uh, talking about VAT and stuff like that. VAT. Tony's Tony's making us take our tops yeah, off and swing that, them around. That'll be a good heads. night out. What, what, that'll be a good, cheap pints, cheap pints in him and a good laugh it'll be. <laughs> I'd love that one. That'd be fantastic. Of course, you can get us on at Part Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, next week's doco is Losers. It's the Losers series. Uh, it's on Netflix here in Australia, but the actual episode is called The 72nd Hole to celebrate uh, Masters Week. Uh, we're on the golf. Uh, Cal, lead us in. Yeah, thanks. So uh, once again, if you got this far, thanks so much for listening to it. Um, go and watch our horse. It's it's a great one to watch. Really easy, easy watch and fun. And um, please tell people about the show. Um, you can sign up via the website using the Contact Us page. Um, to tell us about any other documentaries that we may have missed out. And we're trying to build a sports documentary archive. Um, so, yeah, we're really keen on your input. Um, get in touch via the usual way. So, um, until next time, Dylan. It's the bad time. Boom. Simple as that. Ragbone, any old liars, toys for babies, balloons for ladies, stop them having little babies, ragbone.